Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Self Love Tarot, a podcast about enriching our lives through practical spirituality, self love, and the tarot. I'm your host, Gretchen Evangelista. You can follow this podcast on Instagram at Self Love Tarot. Thanks for tuning into the show today. All right, guys, so before we get on with the show today, I wanted to share with you guys some exciting news. Something amazing is cooking in the self-love tarot oven here. (laughs) So last year, I launched Adored and Worthy, a course on spiritual self-esteem, which was formatted for you guys to go through the content at your own pace, at your own time. And recently, some of you guys have been wanting some extra support so you can get through some of the stagnant energy that still might be lurking from this pandemic and, you know, the past two years. <laughs> so I am relaunching Adored and Worthy as a live small group coaching program that will be running for 10 weeks where you will learn how to feel whole and complete regardless of what's happening around you and regardless of what anyone thinks of you. And it will also be covering topics like how to break down stubborn limiting beliefs and how to live from your intuition instead of your ego. So I will keep you guys posted on more info and official launch dates and stuff like that. It'll definitely start before the end of the year. So if you want to stay up to date with that, go to selflovetarot.com and add yourself to the email list. All right, back to the show. Hey guys, what's going on? So I first wanted to say I moved my uh, recording setup from out of the closet. Yes, that is right, ladies and gentlemen. I am officially out of the closet in terms of recording, and it's great. However, um, now I'm in a very empty room. I just moved. I don't have that much furniture, so there might be a bit of an echo And I'm going to try to see if we can remove some of the echo in post-production. But I'm assuming this doesn't really matter to you. And it's one of those things that like only the people who create the thing itself are like super worried about these small details and no one even really pays attention to them. So... Um, so yeah, but I just wanted to give you that disclaimer. If you felt like something sounded a little off with the audio quality, that's probably what it is. There's probably going to be a little bit of an echo here, but I just, I recording in a cramped space and just like trying to make it work and like literally sweating in my closet, it just wasn't going to work out. And so I moved into my home office, but there's just like nothing in here. I just have a carpet, uh, like little lounge couch, and I'm literally sitting here on this desk with like a stack of pillows up against the wall, hoping it will it will like absorb the bounce of my voice so it doesn't echo as much. So I'm trying here. <laughs> so today. It's going to be a fun topic, a really, really fun topic because, you know, we can talk about self-love, self-esteem, self-confidence and all of that good stuff. But a big reason why we even turn to this type of material, turn to this work on ourselves in the first place is because we somehow feel inadequate, like we aren't enough 
in our lives. We're not enough for the people that are around us. We're not enough for this world. And that sense of inadequacy can quickly turn into jealousy, envy, competition, constant comparison, especially in the age of social media where everyone is posting all the time about all the amazing things that they're doing and how great their lives are. (laughs) And sometimes you look at that and you're sitting on the couch and you're like, damn, I just went, I just went to work today and now I'm just taking a nap. Like I wasn't eating at a beautiful restaurant in Greece or, you know, like hitting it hard in the gym and like, you know, gaining all this muscle. I don't know what people, I honestly don't even really stay on social media for too long, but I assume that's what people post about on like Facebook and stuff. (laughs) But yeah, like online or offline, if you feel a baseline level of inadequacy, jealousy and competition, comparison, envy, those things will always pop up no matter what. And sometimes we don't even know, we're not even aware that this is jealousy that we're feeling. Sometimes it can come up in the form of cynicism. I hate to throw my boyfriend under the bus here, but it was kind of a good example. So I'm just going to share it with you guys and we just won't tell him that we talked about him on the podcast. But basically, my biggest passion, my biggest drive in life is to study spirituality, study these personal development topics, study these things that can really make a huge difference and improvement in our lives and share that with other people. And so naturally, I always want to talk about this stuff with my boyfriend. And for a while there in the beginning of our relationship, he would kind of be very dismissive of it. And I'm sure a lot of you guys probably face this with your spouses or friends where you talk about like the latest um, meditation app that's changed your life or the this book about happiness that you love that you want to just give to all your friends. Sometimes people aren't receptive to that. And sometimes people will actually be super insanely critical and cynical about the entire personal development and spiritual industry in general. And so he was kind of throwing me some shade there and just being dismissive or like making jokes about it. And at some point I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call you out on this. Like, why do you keep on doing this? And he essentially was like, well, to be honest, I shoot it down all the time because it makes me feel uncomfortable, is what he said. And I was like, why does it make you feel uncomfortable? He was like, well, you're sitting here working on yourself, being productive, doing all the things that you love, making a living out of it, and I'm not doing any of that stuff. And it's something that I want to do, but I don't have anything that I'm super passionate about, like just to see you do that. Like, I'm happy for you, but at the same time, it makes me feel like I'm inadequate in my own life. And that was like a huge shock to me because up until that point, I just thought he was hating on the personal development field just to, I don't know. I guess I never really thought about 
his reasons why. And when he told me that, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I, I didn't know that's how you felt about it. And so, like, think of all the things that you might feel cynical about or you might criticize heavily and kind of investigate that. Investigate why you might feel that way because oftentimes the underlying belief in that is like what makes them think that they can do this? What makes them think that they're good enough, um, more talented enough, skilled enough to accomplish something like this? And then that becomes a reflected belief about yourself and being like, well, deep down inside, I have that belief about them because I believe that I'm not skilled enough. I'm not talented enough. I don't have what it takes to get what I want and achieve what I want. And since it's not possible for me, it can't be possible for them. And when we continue to believe that about ourselves, that these things aren't possible for me, these things aren't available to me, of course we hate on other people who are living their best lives. And of course we are being cynical about people who are living their dreams and you know doing what they want and posting on social media because deep down inside, we're limiting ourselves. So it's important to note that the cynicism The criticism always has deeper roots. And it's so important in your self-love journey, in your spiritual journey, to gain awareness around that, around the feelings of jealousy and call it out as it is. To be deeply honest with yourself. And this sense of inadequacy, the sense of feeling like you're not enough, or it's not possible for me, it's not available to me, the success, the love, the wealth, the prosperity, the happiness isn't available to me, so it's not possible for the other people to achieve that too. It can't be possible for them. So if you're walking around right now with that deep-seated belief that either I'm not enough, I am inadequate, or what I want isn't available to me, It's not possible for me to achieve happiness or wealth or success or finally lose weight, whatever it is. If you're walking around with those beliefs, that becomes your biggest work on yourself is to look at that, realize that that's there and decide that it doesn't have to be like that. Decide to change your mind. Decide to think differently about that and challenge yourself a little bit, right? This is what we talk about a lot on this podcast is the power of self-talk and learning how to talk to yourself in a way that makes you feel loved, makes you feel worthy at the end of the day because that is your responsibility. That is your duty to yourself, to honor yourself and to start planting these new seeds, these new ideas about who you are and who you think you are. Because those old beliefs of feeling inadequate, feeling unworthy, feeling like you can't get what you truly desire in this lifetime, that came from the constant rehearsing that in your head. That came from certain times in your childhood where you solidified that as a fact in your brain and then it became your reality. 
And in the Adored and Worthy course, we talk a lot about how to ease yourself into more positive self-talk. You know, if you're having some resistance towards certain statements, like if you really can't get yourself to say, I am enough, and feeling like you can't even say it to yourself, say it out loud because it feels so fake and phony to you. There are really good baby steps that we go through in Adored and Worthy that will kind of walk you through this process um, so that you feel the least amount of resistance. Because <laughs> changing your beliefs, changing the way you talk to yourself, it can be incredibly difficult. I get it. It sounds simple, right? It's like a simple solution, but there's a lot of nuances and there are a lot of obstacles that your mind will throw at you and you know, there'll be a lot of resistance because for a very long time, your mind has depended on this idea. Your mind has practiced and really solidified this idea that I am not worthy or I am unattractive or no one loves me. And until the point that that becomes a little field of safety for your mind because it's gotten so used to believing that, that it's safe, it's familiar, and all of these new ideas and beliefs and self-love ideas, that is unfamiliar territory. And so your mind will naturally think, oh no, that's dangerous, that's unsafe, we gotta move away from that. So the resistance you might be feeling towards any of these ideas it's completely normal. And in fact, count on it. You can bet on it that at some point throughout this entire journey, you will feel resistance towards creating better self-talk for yourself. All right, so here is one of the most potent spiritual solutions to any sort of jealousy, any sort of envy or feelings of comparison, comparing yourself to your friends, people on social media, all of that stuff. Here is one extremely effective way in understanding that and kind of just untangling that in your brain. And it's what I call the divine diagram. And I wish I could show you guys this. I have it written down on my notes here, but just use your, your imagination and your sense of visualization to kind of follow me through this, this explanation. So I want you to imagine a bubble, a huge bubble, a bubble the size of a planet. That is your being, we'll call it. That's your divine essence. That is your spiritual being and you know, just for the purposes of this, we're just going to have it be a bubble, even though we all know that we're all source and that there is no ending or beginning to source. So stick with me here. We are the spiritual bubble, right? And I want you to imagine like the tiniest little thing, the tiniest little skin cell, let's say, and that skin cell is floating around in this bubble and we'll call that skin cell your ego, your tiny self, your self with the lowercase s. Now, that is who you are, that is you. And now here comes along another person, right? Who, let's say they have, they've written a book and they, they're only 
22 or, you know, super young and it's a hit and this is your dream and they have everything that you want. Like all of the worst case scenarios of just a person embodying all of your worst fears and insecurities. Let's say you come across that person. So I want you to also imagine this other person has the same bubble and the same little tiny skin cell that represents their ego. And I want you to look at these two bubbles and see that these bubbles are cut from the same fabric, that the divine in them is the same exact divine that lives within you. The divine in you is the same exact divine that lives within them. And so the spirit, the sense of spirit that gave them this amazing million dollar idea, that same spirit resides in you. There is nothing that they have that you don't have access to. Your divine beings are shared. They are cut from the same fabric. The divine that resides in um, I'm trying to think of someone like the, the divine that resides in Oprah is the same exact divine that resides in you. No matter how much we put these people on pedestals like, you know, great athletes or famous, really talented uh, um, artists and celebrities and actors and authors and all these people that we look up to so highly It's time to level that out a bit and see that the divine that gave them the inspiration to do that or gave them the talent to do that is the same exact divine that lives within you. And I want you to think about this idea, let it percolate in your brain until it's deeply sunken into your subconscious to the point where, of course, of course you see this amazing person on the television who's accomplished the thing that you want, right? And you can look at that knowing fully that you have access to that same gift, that same talent, that same joy that they bring to other people. You have that access too. And to look at everyone that you put up on pedestals and look at everyone that we all admire in our lives and know that we all share the same divine essence, that's incredibly powerful because first of all, you're not breaking them down essentially you're not making anyone feel bad or you know tearing them down in order to bring yourself up to me you're just stating a fact like a spiritual fact that we're all made from the same beautiful essence and so why wouldn't I have that same access that same you know talent that same inspiration as that other person So think about this, really let this sink in and let it become something that you believe because navigating the world like that will give you such an abundant feeling and you will naturally be the cheerleader for other people's success. You will naturally love being around people who get complimented and who are super successful and not feel so inadequate because you know that that is yours too. That is available to you too. That this mindset that anything is possible, 
anything is possible. That can be the most incredible, relieving thing that you can do for yourself and for your ego. And that like their brilliance didn't stem from the tiny little skin cell that represented their ego in this big bubble. Their brilliance came from the divine that is fully connected within you as well. And I forgot to mention something about the divine diagram. When we're acting from a place of scarcity and jealousy and insecurity, that is like the two little tiny skin cells communicating. That is us acting from our small self and connecting to that other person's small self. When the solution here is to connect from our divine essence to their divine essence. Just like how Marianne Williamson said, the divine in me honors the divine in you. And oftentimes we're walking around, we're feeling really insecure because we're not acknowledging the divine that lives in within all of us. We're acting from a place of ego, from a place of that smallness. Like imagine believing your entire life that you're just this small little tiny dust particle, this skin cell, when in fact you are this big, magnificent, beautiful, amazing, ever-flowing being that you could be completely blind to for the rest of your life, or you can choose to acknowledge that right now within yourself. And you can choose to acknowledge that in other people as well and live in this world in total abundance. So practice this, draw this diagram out. Maybe I'll um, shoot out an email for all of you guys who are on the email list of what my diagram looks like but draw it up, visualize it, change your self-talk to the divine in her is the same divine that's in me. When you're watching TV, watching the Grammys, watching the Oscars, and you're looking at all these people and are just like, wow, they're so amazing. They're talented. They're beautiful. Get into the practice. Get into the habit of looking at them and saying the divine in her is the same exact divine that lives within me. The divine in him is the same exact divine that lives within me. We are cut from the same fabric. And that the things that I want, the things that they have, is 100% available to me as well. Practice it, practice it, practice it as if you were lifting weights in the gym or doing basketball drills or whatever. (laughs) Practice feeling this, practice engaging with this concept, practice saying that to yourself that the divine in her is the same exact divine that lives within me. And then see how you feel. See how you feel when you are on social media and you see all these people post about all the amazing things that they're doing and accomplishing and visiting all these cool places. Imagine how you would show up knowing that whatever they have is 100% available to you as well. Another good dialogue, another good sentence for your self-talk. It's a line from Florence Scovelshin that was kind of a little bit outdated um, from the actual book, The Game of Life and How to Play It. She says, what God has done for others, he now does for me and more. So I just changed it because, you know, God doesn't always have to be a dude. He can, but he doesn't have to be. And... uh, 
I change it to the universe or the divine, whatever you believe in. The divine, what the divine has done for others, she now does for me and more. Like practice saying that, practice living in that vision. And then see how you show up in life. See how you show up in the face of other people succeeding. And when we start to celebrate, like truly celebrate and embrace other people's successes, that's how we allow success into our own lives. That's how we prevent ourselves from blocking it out of our lives and becoming cynical or overly critical of other people is by blessing other people's success and knowing that that is available to you as well and honoring that. And you know, the more people reach success in their life, the more likely you will succeed as well. For instance, the four minute mile story, it's about how everyone back in the early like 1900s, how everyone thought this was an impossible feat. Like it was biologically impossible for any human being to run a mile in four minutes. That's what they were claiming. Until one day in 1954, one man ran a four-minute mile and broke that record. And then soon after that, multiple people started to run four-minute miles. I read on Wikipedia that over 1,400 athletes have since run four-minute miles after that. And that just goes to show that there is so much power in the example that people set for us. There's so much power in just seeing that someone else can do it, and that signals your human brain. It kind of like bypasses that doubt and criticism that you might have, and it signals to your brain that it is possible for you too. And it's just so amazing because everyone kept saying it was impossible. This is impossible that the human body cannot work this way. It cannot possibly run that fast. And yet he proved them wrong. He did it. And in doing it, in accomplishing that, he opened up the door for 1,400 people and counting to accomplish the same thing too. So the more people you see out there doing exactly what you want to do and being successful at it, know that their amazing success lifts you up to yours too. Deciding and committing to work on the areas where you feel jealousy and inadequacy can be such an incredible, liberating thing for you to do. We might not like feeling jealous. Heck, it kind of, you know, we can feel even more insecure about feeling jealousy, right? We can be feeling inadequate at the fact that we feel so much jealousy in our relationships or with other people. But the second we acknowledge this, we see it for what it is, and we decide that we deserve better, we deserve to feel good in the midst of other people's successes, we deserve to feel like we are enough, regardless of whoever we're standing next to. When we decide to take a chance on ourselves and work through this initial discomfort, I promise you, this is going to be something that will liberate you, that will inspire you even further, and that will allow so much more of what you want into your life. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Love Tarot. I appreciate all of you guys, and I will be keeping you guys posted with the official launch dates for Adored and Worthy, the live 10-week course. 
Um, and so, yeah, make sure to check back for more information about that on selflovetarot.com and Instagram at selflovetarot. Thanks for tuning in, and I will talk to you guys next time. Bye.